yourself reading a great motivational article. And then the article tells you to close your eyes. But the article keeps going. So I close the article instead of my eyes. All credibility completely lost. Are there people who can read with their eyes closed? So folks, grab your beer, close your eyes, and spill beer all over yourselves. You're listening to Warm Beer in the Cheap Seats podcast with Big Mike and Casey, WPCS. Take it away, Big Mike. What's happening, everybody? It's Big Mike coming at you on a Friday night. Warm Beer in the Cheap Seats. And I am one person that can read with his eyes closed, by the way, sweet Melissa. I was hoping. I can. <laughs> Talent. We've got a great show for you tonight. We're going to talk about a new partner coming on board. We're, we're also joining them. They're joining us here on Warm Beer in the Cheap Seats. WBECS. WBCS. Uh, our normal show of great funniness, good times, and of course, the all so popular Big Ed's Rock and Roll Retrospective. But before we get to the show, last week we did have some fans that did not like our choice of words. Okay, one fan. My mom. Also better known as Aunt Barb, Babs. Babs, Aunt Barb, was a little offended about the use of the name, the word, terminology of mongoloid. Oh. So uh, I'm going to leave this, I'm going to throw this over to Casey. Casey, go <laughs> ahead. All right, first off, I I can drink with my eyes closed. <laughs> you can drink. We were talking about reading with your eyes closed. Oh, I can't do that, but I can definitely drink with my eyes closed. <laughs> but I can read with my eyes closed and drink. But go ahead. Wow. Back to Mongoloids. Yeah, so <sighs> my name's Casey, and I, I want to apologize for my use of words if they seemed insensitive uh, or out of date because I can't use the word retard anymore. <laughs> so I just thought this would be a, a – an, inoffensive substitute you know much like you can't have white rice you gotta have the brown rice because i don't know white rice is bad for you all of a sudden i don't know what the fuck's going on uh, i like yellow rice it's got saffron that's right so i like yellow rice my name's casey take it away big mike like all right yellow rice. i like yellow rice too but i am a big fan of the brown rice it's uh a little dry. It, it is a little dry. You know what? I was at talking about this. So at Publix on Wednesday night, mm. they have $5 sushi. And their sushi is... your container. Yes. Downstairs at the Studio C Kitchen. Go $5 sushi. $5 sushi on Wednesday nights at Publix. Well, I, I rolled in there a little late because a lot of the good stuff was already taken. I had to go with some one of the sushi rolls I got was made with brown rice. I don't recommend that. Huh. Don't I like it, but if you got it at nighttime, they do that all day. I think. Well, yeah, but the the I think the white the the sticky rice lends itself better to a sushi roll, at, you know, as to yeah. you know where the brown rice does not. It's kind of it's not as sticky. You're right. But I had them whatever. Both. I like the flavor of brown rice better. Yeah, I, I like. I, I equally like it. But I, you know, yellow rice rocks. Why don't they make yellow rice sushi? I don't oh. know. That's like Cuban sushi. I'm gonna do it. Maybe that. Maybe that's our next Kyushi. Kyushi. Yeah. <laughs> Cuban sushi. Kyushi. We can sell it at Porky's. 
We can sell it at Porky's. Right? Yeah. Put pork in it? Oh, we are on Porky, Porky. Greasy, greasy. These damn Cuban sandwiches are so damn easy. <laughs> now we even got a theme song. Yeah. So I've got a solution for synonyms uh, for retarded, okay? Oh, oh okay. Sure, Big Ed. Go ahead. Absurd, foolish, ridiculous, stupid, witless, crazy, dumb, foolhardy, illiterate. There's all kinds. Witless. I, I do like witless. Wow. Yeah, it just doesn't have the you're, same zing. You know? yeah, you're a witless motherfucker. Let's see. There you go. <laughs> someone's crying. Witless. I don't know. I, I, I see somebody crying. <laughs> Yeah. Hairbrained, idiotic, ill-advised. Well, and they're also going to be. Hey, my grandfather had a brain made of hair. That's offensive. Yeah, he was hairbrained, half-baked, and shit-faced. Sounds like a guy I'd want to hang out with. So what's hairbrained? So according to David Tell, those titties weren't (laughs) half-baked. See, it doesn't. Yeah, those titties weren't foolish. Yeah, uh, it doesn't work. (laughs) Those titties weren't dumb. Those yeah. titties weren't crazy. Now you're throwing a Mike Maddox uh, like fastball. It just doesn't try- have the I'm same. I'm trying same. to see if I could get one by the plate. You know, <laughs> <laughs> little wordplay. Yeah, those titties aren't wacky. Those titties aren't ill-conceived. Yeah, hmm. those titties aren't zany. It doesn't work. No, doesn't work. I think we're just gonna have to stick with retarded and. If we lose a listener, we're very sorry. We could gain two more. So, yeah, there you go. That's the way I look at it. There's, there's plenty of us out there. <laughs> and how? <laughs> All right, now you're making me nervous. Like, <laughs> where, where so, we, where do we promote? What, Big Ed, what if Aunt Barb's listening? What, what do you? Just, oh, okay. So, you know, it's. Uh, I, I guess it's better just to say nothing. Big Ed, what, what if Aunt Barb's listening? What do you? What do you? What should you say to Aunt Barb? Babs knows me pretty well. I don't think she's offended. She's probably not. No, she's laughing. She's probably. <laughs> hi, hi, mom. That Louis boy. Oh, he's so. Oh, I'm gonna call honey, and we could talk for three hours. Mm. They were hanging out last night, by the way. Oh, really? What they do? Uh, go to uh, what's it called? Um, <laughs> they probably were smoking weed now because they're old and in, in pain all the time. Yeah. They went to Bob Evans. Course. And took up a booth for like three hours. They had four desserts. I, I meant half a pack earlier, of half a pack of Salem's. Yeah. No, no, no. Put them a weekend hotel somewhere and they could just hang out. Aww. No, they, that's a good they, idea. Listen, they don't smoke Salem's. No, they got no, going no. Cook, they got something cooked. No, no. Hold on. Be cool. Smoke cools. There you go. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> Really? They I, like the they know. like the menthol, but I remember the tagline. <laughs> so I'm coming in clear, it, loud oh, yeah. and clear, loud and clear, beautiful, nice, Signal. crystal. Yeah, just textbook and, and textbook to the face of the mic, not on top. That's for sure. I did a little reading over the, during the week. See that? That's what makes our show great because we are continuing continuing to get better. We we are a podcast of continuing education. Mm-hmm. We constantly improve. Unless you're Subway Slam. And then I mean, you we try. I mean, we try to find other words for retarded, but they don't work. They don't work. It's sure, his father's a... If, if, if it doesn't work in 
David tells classic them titties ain't retarded, then it, it's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. hey. sure, sure. His father's a professional broadcaster and he's got recording equipment. Uh, but that's all right. That's okay. Subway is going to regress. That's our Subway. We love you, Subway. Watch, you know, he, he, he'll he fix the mic issue and then it's going to be that damn AC again. Because that's right around the corner, that AC unit just blasting right into the mic. Well, we're, we're going into winter, so we, we might be okay. But that's about the time he's going to figure it out. We're oh. still going to hear it caught. <laughs> yeah, <I do. laughs> Actually, he's going to be out for a couple weeks. He's got a... Uh, He's got a couple things going on, you know, off, off Broadway. So we're going to say break a leg there, Subway. Break a leg, Subway. Just one, though. One of us, uh, one of us out of the show is a, actually a real performer. <laughs> yeah, he's a clown. Yeah. <laughs> As they say in Spanish, payaso. Payaso. <laughs> I like that. That rolls off the tongue, payaso. It does. Hey, that could be the new retard. All right. Yeah. I didn't mean to say it like that, Subway. You did, by the way. I, and it you know I did not Loud and that. clear. Of all the things you say, no. that was like yeah. crystal fucking. No. That, that one. We can play yeah. that back that for you. That one was like zing. Yeah. <laughs> right in the booby. Hey, hey no. let's go back to the tape. Right oh, back to the areola. Oh, my <laughs> Boob, God. you hit the bullseye. We just did a progressive commercial. Hey, so uh, Big Ed, uh, have you heard? I I've been in touch with Cappy today, and uh, there is going to be, and I guess I'm going to announce it now because I haven't told anyone else. Oh wow, okay. Uh, there's going to be a, I guess, uh, exclusive rock and roll retrospective, re-aired on Naughty Radio. Yes, and uh, immediately the- following when I say. Listen and enjoy. Listen, it's going to go right into the album. It's pretty cool. We did a little sample the other day. Yeah, so it, that's going to be uh, for folks that want to listen in. That's going to be this Sunday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Uh, that's going to be, you're going to want to download the Live 365 app and uh, look for Naughty Radio. That's N A U T I Radio. I'm going to sh- see if I can download the app onto our Twitter feed. I'll send it to you. Yeah, I I, 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 I do as well. I I listen uh, quite a bit. So I'll put something on Twitter for people to be able to download it and, uh, you know, enjoy. And so this is exciting. We're the whole show itself is right around the corner. Um, So we worked out a couple technical glitches about getting him, uh, you know, a file of the show for him to rebroadcast so we'd be like a I week think we're behind gonna try twice a week yeah it's pretty exciting if you ask me yeah so that's so everybody tune in check it out naughty radio i'll put it on the big message board that no one's on right there <laughs> there it is but somebody will be on here in the near future someone will be on and uh at if they're not on and they're listening to this later and they want to get in touch with us, how can they reach us, Casey? You can reach us on Twitter at Beer Seats or you can uh, reach us at 
Well, you can shoot us an email at the show at warmbeerandthecheapseats.com. Send us your emails. Yeah. Send us your tweets. If you're offended by something we say, we'd love to hear from you. And if you're not offended by something we say, we'd even we'd want to hear from you even more so. Yes. Uh, we are easily swayed by flattery. Yep. And beer. And, and food. Flattery is everything, I think, is how the saying goes. Is that a, <laughs> is that a saying? It is now. It should be, yeah. Oh, you know what? Seeing we were talking about um, Subway Slam, might as well bring up his friend, uh, Jimmy the Woke. His uh, World Cup bracket got busted today. Uh, he had picked Brazil to win it all. Uh, they're kind of out of it. Yep. Uh, my Slavic brothers from another mother uh, knocked out Brazil in the quarterfinals. Did they show pictures? Like, not pick. Well, did they pick people in the stands after the match, like the Brazilian fans, to show their devastation? They do. No, but the, the, the Brazilian soccer team was crying. Oh, yeah, for sure. Were they? Yeah. So let me ask you this because I, I I'm not I haven't watched much of any of this. Um, after these teams lose, are they like on the bus back home, or are they hanging out? Uh, it's hard to say. It's Qatar. They might still have their passports, and they gotta like, you know, now tear down the stadiums that they built. Oh, to get out. Yeah, because all the people who died putting them up. Yeah, they're like, we don't need these like eight oh, stadiums. Shit. This is crazy. We're a country of no sports or soccer or anything. <laughs> There was an article I, I we saw. We don't need these athletes because they've already played. Yeah. They're like, hey, you know, uh, actually, they should have just had Bill Brasky hired him because he would have just uh, uh, burned it down to the ground. And as it was burning down, he would just say, always leave things as you find them. No, <laughs> that's nice. It's, it's a true story. It's a true story. <laughs> You know, they used his foreskin as a tarp at Yankee Skating. Wow. Oh, my. You know, um, that's he... not retarded. It's not foolish or foolhardy. Or harebrained. I don't even think that's ill-advised. You know, he could he palm a medicine ball. Do you know if you play, uh, put a needle on his nipples, it plays the Beach Boys pet sounds? That's pretty cool. That's he drives funny. He drives an ice cream truck covered in human skulls. Yes. That's horrible. Wait, who My favorite, I think, again? is when he goes out hunting for the banana splits. They all the TV show? played for their lives except for Flegel. It's a great show, man. It's, it's uh, Bill Brasky. Yeah. The Bill Brasky. Is all this real or... Oh, my God. Really yes, as real as Farner was more popular than Led Zeppelin. <laughs> well, we know one person that believes that, you know, somewhere. <laughs> Casey, you what? didn't tell her about Santa Claus yet, did you? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you better oh, cover look at Ronda Rousey's makeup. One. She 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 tried to fade, didn't? Jesus Christ! And her I friend. guess eye makeup's the thing in the WWE right yeah. now. Yeah, is her friend named Blackie? Oh, jeez. What for her eye makeup? Not she's a white girl. <laughs> oh boy! God, you guys are you guys are acting um. How do you say absurd, foolish? Yes. Um, <laughs> or if I really wanted to, I'd say, does that work in the sentence? No, they're retarded. That's there you right. go. I think that you could flick her boob and see nothing move. Who? That, that girl. Oh, uh, Selena? 
Yeah, that's all. I don't think they're going to show that, but you know, thanks for the. Video. No, but I'm just saying. Yeah. they don't. I'll be, I'll be back in a few minutes, guys. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to sound ridiculous or foolhardy or idiotic, <laughs> half baked, or boneheaded, because I would be playing retarded. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> It's absurd. <laughs> hey, hey, how much is a beer at Yankee Stadium going to cost now? How much does it cost for, at, at at airing of the show? Do we know? How about a hot dog is going to be like eight bucks. Well, they just signed a Aaron Judge <laughs> yes. to a nine-year, $360 saw million dollar contract. But my question is, how much does a beer cost right now? I'm looking right now. Uh, I I'm sure it's it like 12, 12 bucks. bucks. Yeah, yeah, I would say at least. Sweet Melissa. Uh, and $15. A do- $15. Is what the Google machine. The Google machine says 15 bucks. Wow. Even that preseason at the Steinbrenner Field? Uh, Steinbrenner. It's like 11 bucks. There. Yeah, you get a little discount. Senior discount. Oh, my God. Talk about inflation. July 2022, $15. This article from April 2015, $6. Wow. No, that can't be right. No. That, that sounds a bit that, low. That been like a- I was paying $11 for a beer at uh, Nat Stadium. Yeah. It says there's different prices, but it says 12 ounces. You know, that I got, that's absurd. I got screwed. Mm. That's foolhardy, witless. All right, here's a question. I'm seeing an advertisement for Avatar, and it keeps saying the the most anticipated film. Does anyone know anyone that really wants to see this fucking no. movie? The answer no. is no. I don't want to see it. I could give no. two shits. I know I one see, guy seen that's the seen the one. original one. There's like it's visually whatever, and that's like one person I've talked to in the last. That movie came out what like twelve years ago? Yeah. All right. I was in Chicago when I came out, so that was probably like 2010. 2011. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I've never seen the movie. I've seen other, bits and pieces. Not interested uh, to see the rest. I, other than bits and pieces of cable. And I saw a few minutes and I was like, oh, this is Fern Gully. The <laughs> movie. What was wrong with Fern Gully? Nothing other than it was already done. And so two weeks ago, actually, the Bennington show was talking about it. And I kid you not. Gail Bennington's like, I did not want to see Av- Avatar because I already watched the first time it was called Fern Gully. <laughs> I was like, I said that 10, 12 years ago. I was like, damn it. Hey, can I ask a question? I, I like to be, you know, reaffirmed uh-huh. on. Can I, I have my hand up? Yes. What's, what's Fern Gully? Fern Gully was like a kid's movie and it was about like uh, protecting nature. And there were like little, little like fairy sprite people. Oh, that's this fucking movie. Exactly. Except it Fern didn't Gully cost better. like a billion dollars to make. Cost like fifty. Fifty thousand. No, fifty dollars. <laughs> All right. Hey, it was they never they never pay animators, Mike. No. They never pay animators. All right, animators. so fifty bucks. We need to watch I, Fern Gully after this show. I, they spent a billion dollars for these two movies. He already made the sequel. He did it all like together. Like the sequel to this one? Or he this already one? made it. No, no, no. This and then part another. two and part three. Yeah, yeah. Okay. One billion dollars. That's a lot of scarole, man. <laughs> I, I, I can't see how this movie doesn't fucking bomb unless every uh, person in the Asian market is 
see now this is, is where this my 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 finger's not on a pulse okay if this is huge in the asian market then i don't know what the fuck they're into why the in asian, asian market? market because the animation is that is that well well movies now are made for the asian market in hollywood because that's where the money's at yes i've heard this that's why there are no comedies oh, they don't like comedies in asia not our comedies like slapstick shit and all that they don't like it it doesn't translate well it's a cultural thing oh really hollywood sold all right, us out, yeah, all right? right all right prove me wrong name a german comedy that just has you just slapping there is name. none okay it's just i'm sure they german have comedy is my club yeah my club. <laughs> yeah i don't think that was meant to be a comedy no no we, well i know he's being a wise it, yeah, ass yeah. yeah i was being absurd yeah <laughs> Ill, uh, ill-fated uh crazy de flu hearted ill-advised yeah. wacky boneheaded retarded retarded hey aunt barb if you're listening again we tried i hope uh, we try i tried okay <laughs> i did it i did it <laughs> ta-da done anyway goddamn bongloid So, um, so this movie is geared towards like China and them. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's, here's the thing. James Cameron, he, he created Terminator and Terminator 2. And Transformers, right? Was he involved in Transformers? No, no, that was uh, Michael Bay. Oh. Wrong guy. Sorry. But he did The Abyss, which was fantastic. And look, you can watch some of his older movies like Terminator 2, The Abyss, the the uh, graphics, the CGI holds up. Like even 30 years later, you're like, that was pretty damn impressive. He he broke the mold, set the, you know. Hey, look, he made, he, he made Titanic. Say what you will. It was a very successful movie. I don't get the avatar thing. He's very passionate about it. You know, he, and there's stories about like, you know, uh, movie executives trying to give him notes and he's basically saying F F off. You can say fuck off. Do on you this think show. it has anything to do with spending a billion dollars? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's just like an ego project or he's to a point of like, I'll just do what I can because I, I can afford to. I've, I've made a ton of money, so they're just going to, uh, I'll just do it. I, I don't know. Hmm. I'm just uh, not not sold on it, and I just don't think, I don't know. I just think it's going to bomb, at least in our market. I don't know anyone that's talking about this movie other than they advertise saying it's anticipated. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't, does anyone know anyone that's really talking about this movie? I don't. Sweet Melissa? No, is it out? I don't even know. <laughs> no, I think it. I th- actually, I think today. I think it debuted tonight. Maybe. Oh yeah. Yes, I didn't know. Unless he's going for like the Christmas uh, weekend, huh. which is a big movie weekend. It is. I oh, speaking of Christmas movies. Uh, watched Christmas Vacation last night. Mm, good one. Yeah. Huh. Randy Quaid. First time watching it? No. (laughs) 
like 83rd or fourth time watching it. That's why he hasn't seen Fern Gully, etc. It's pretty good. I like that movie. I like that movie as well. Me too. So I enjoyed that. I I I, I think Elaine is- Bennis is in it. Yes, she's the neighbor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's always annoyed about something. They get pissed off. Yes, they don't celebrate Christmas or anything. They're just like they're like yuppie trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I just had to Google Elaine Bennis. And I'm so confused. Um, you know Seinfeld. Yeah, I know. Julie oh, Seinfeld. I never knew her last yeah. name. Yeah. Wow. Wow is right. I had a friend with that last name. And? We just talked about him, actually. Does she uh, dance kind of funny? Probably. she witless? Yeah. Sometimes. she a moron? <laughs> I never thought about Elaine having Sarah? a last name. She even has a middle name. Who's this broad? Marie. Uh, she's from Hit Row. For people not knowing what we're referencing, we got a we got wrestling on wrestling, a little SmackDown. Viking Raiders getting a beat down from the Hit Row. They are. He's got like some kind of Egyptian eyeball on his shirt. You know, top Dollar ain't taking no shit tonight. I don't know. They're that. using Ronda Rousey's makeup guy. Well, they they <laughs> they were mostly on NXT. They got released. And then uh, that's with the the white hair. That's B Fab. They had originally cut her, and then B-fab? then they yeah B Fab. Be fabulous. Yep. Be positive. And uh, Strickland or Swerve Strickland was part of them, but uh, he he's now with AEW, and he's the half like tag team champion with uh, Keith Lee, who is another former WWE guy. That girl's all legs. You see her? Yeah. Like, just barely take a step over the second row. Yeah, she's kind of a tall lady. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, see when we are talking movies and holiday movies. Mm-hmm. I think I actually saw this movie. It was a Christmas release. Okay. I believe Big Ed was there. I know I went with a group of people because I used to go, like, Thanksgiving and Christmas to go to a movie. It was any given Sunday. I remember that movie. Oh, we saw that in the theater. No, it was good. No, all right. So that you, all right, you were there, and then Mm -hmm. uh, we saw it in Citrus Park, right? Correct. And then uh, there was about like three or four other of my buddies that went and saw the movie. We, I don't know if Sweet Melissa remembered the movie, but I was like, "Hey, let's just watch it again." Where I was in a football mood. I'm like, "It's a fun football movie." Al Pacino's still at the top of his game. You know, Al, uh, Oliver Stone's still at the top of his game as a director. I mean, Pacino's got the the great, mo- you know, monologue at the end. You had to fight one inch, you know. Right. Um, it's it got great cameos. And it gets that inch. Yeah. Well, I remember seeing the theater. Well, I, I remember seeing the theater and the, there's a DMX song. That uh, my buddy Fred wants to keep singing along with, and I got to keep elbowing him. I'm like, no, 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 you're you're not. This is a movie. Don't sing. Well, it's the DMX song. It's my. Mm-hmm. 
I'm like, all right, we know the words, Fred. You don't have to sing it. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Like Chuck Berry? No, my N-word. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was Chuck Berry. No. I mean, it was the 90s, but it was hip hop rap. Okay. I mean, it's DMX, but he's singing along. Uh, And so I'm giving Mm -hmm. it the hard elbow. (laughs) A lot of good cameos in the movie, though. And talk about product placement. I didn't even realize they're drinking all sport throughout the whole movie. Wow. Well, anytime they're on the sideline, someone's just chugging all sport with the logo. The label face clearly see. You know, Oliver Stone, all Mister, like I don't, you know, I'm going to point out things. I'm like, all sport, all sport paid for your fucking movie, dude. All sport was like, hey, we'll give you this much if you feature our product. That was good stuff. Though. Okay, it was carbonated. It was a carbonated sports. I drink. gotta look at it. Oh, I just pictured it because I never saw it in the movie. You saw it. Does anyone remember all sport? I do. I do. I just can't remember now what it was like. I worked at a place at that time and they had it in the vending machine. So I, you know, put my like 50 or 75 cents in and it's like a dollar and a half now. Yeah. But I would just chug it on a break. Would you? Just the carbonated sports drink. Carbonated? Always? Yeah. Really? Yeah. If they sold it uncarbonated, there's the day before it went out of business. Hmm. I'm looking at it. I remember the bottle. I remember what it tasted like. I didn't realize nope. it was carbonated. All sport was carbonated. It was awesome. I don't think I've ever had one. Oh, man. That movie just brought back memories. Though. But <laughs> when I saw the all sport, I was like, oh, man, I could really go for an all sport. <laughs> can you even get it anymore? No. Oh, go on. Yeah, you no, you know, who was, no, who, you can, but it's not. It's who was it's the uncarbonated all sports beverage company? Oh. Was it? it uh, it wasn't Pepsi. I don't, it wasn't I don't, Coca-Cola. I don't, I don't think it was associated with any of the big... Uh, maybe it was associated with Coca-Cola. It could have been. Hmm. Again, kidding. however, did not see it at World of Coke. <laughs> not well represented. Hmm. And no new Coke. Definitely no new Coke. If anyone's in the Atlanta area... Stop it in the world of Coke and ask them about New Coke. <laughs> they will ignore the shit out of you. They'll just freak you out with that animatronic like polar bear that wants to hug you when you walk in. Can you hug it? it it's it's really weird, man. Uh, yeah, you can kind of get near it. I don't want to get near that thing. It's like 10 feet tall. It... All Sport has a Facebook page. That's still active and less than 5,000 people like it. 5,001. Huh? You're one of them. You just joined. I just joined. No, it's less than 5,000. Oh, well. You got to be 27 people. Oh, there's only 27 people? If you subtract that number from 5,000. Oh. All right. Well, I, I don't have time for math. This is a podcast, you know. Math is for later. Yeah. Didn't you say five thousand people to start with? No, less. Than. I heard five thousand. I heard five thousand. I said less 
Sounds like the number. Hmm. Oh, the smoke machine's present. Shouldn't they have that, like, backstage? They should. Maybe we uh, need a smoke machine for the show. Okay, that is weird. That is just so They kind of, like, yeah. Well, it's still shooting smoke. Yep. That's I shoot smoke. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Brown smoke. If you know what I mean. Well, I'm glad everyone had a lot of opinions on any any given Sunday. That's good. Yeah, that's I good. thought it was good. I haven't seen I that movie in a long time. No, it's pretty fun. Hey, I I, I, I remember it. Go being, back and is watch a decent movie. It's got a huge cast in it, though. I mean, Keanu Reeves is in it, right? No, you're no. thinking of the, oh, the replacements. replacements. Wrong, wrong football movie. No, it's got um. Uh, Dennis Quaid is the starting quarterback. He ah. gets hurt to start the movie. And this is a fictitious Miami football team. Yeah, they... I forgot it was Miami. Did not have the budget for anything, so they're called the Miami Sharks because... Uh, yeah, it's close enough. You know, it's it's not a dolphin. It's a shark. Oh, Dolphins are mammals. Sharks, shark. A shark is not. Shark is a fish. Lawrence Taylor had a lot of acting time in the movie. As a aging linebacker, that's uh, kind of hooked to pain pills. Oh, he played himself. Yeah, and then uh, he had a lot of injuries and stuff. Um, yeah, James Wood and Matthew Modine—they were like the team doctors. Uh, Al Pacino was the uh, head coach, who's trying to you know keep on to his glory years. You had. Uh, Elizabeth Berkeley, who is his prostitute. Awkward. Um, yeah, well, you know, she wasn't saved by the bell. <laughs> then you had... Who else did we have in that movie? Oh, Cameron oh, Diaz. Oh, Cameron Diaz. She's the owner. That's, um, uh, That's what made me Oh, Nat and Margaret, uh, the, the other one. Oh, um, and Margaret, Lauren Holly. No. Oh, Lauren Holly's John uh, McGinley. John C. McGinley plays like a Jim Rome type character. Charlton Heston. Oh, it was Ann Margaret. Ann Margaret is the too. is uh Cameron Diaz's mom. Mm-hmm. Charlton Heston plays the commissioner. And he That's del- a pretty stout cast. And he delivers like one of the best lines in a movie, just like a quick singer. You're like, oh man. LL Cool J. It was a big breakout movie for mm-hmm. him. He plays a running back in a movie. Uh, Bill Bellamy's in it. Uh, he was a comedian, but he had a little role in it. Um, James, Jim Brown. Jim Brown. LG. Jim Brown is like uh, the defensive coach. Pat Toomey. Warren Moon. Oh, yeah. You pointed yeah. Warren Moon was like one of the uh, opposing head coaches. So it was like Johnny Unitas. Emmett Smith, T.O. And uh, Barry Smith. Emmett Smith was in it? Yeah, I don't, I don't remember, but yeah, they they had a bunch of I, I don't little cameos. I'm looking at the Wikipedia, I just hmm. yeah, there was a lot of people. I do remember the movie. I just don't have a good memory like you. In case the listeners out there hadn't figured that out, yeah, I think they have. I think so too. I don't know. I'm just in the mood to uh, re rewatch a lot of Oliver Stone because all right. 
Here's a movie of his I've really kind of dying to rewatch, and I haven't watched in a very long time. And it was a big deal when it came out. So with Tom Cruise, born on Fourth of July. Oh yeah, I, I've seen that. That was a pretty that. big deal, very big deal when it, that movie yeah. came out. I no one I ever talks about say the Doors movie. So no, I, actually, like as I've gotten older, I've liked that movie less and less. Why? And, um. Look, I, I just don't think he he. I don't know. I I don't think he accurately portrays Jim. I mean, yeah, Jim could be problematic but if you talk to people in interviews that knew jim morrison they're like that's kind of not how he was but like in the movie he's just bombed out of his mind the whole time he's only problematic on stage yeah they, they said he was actually a pretty funny guy and witty and stuff like that like the movie doesn't do anything to like explain i don't know is it called the doors the movie or mm -hmm. yes else? yeah yeah, I liked it when I was younger, but the older I got, I didn't like it, especially when well, the I, more the more you know about yeah Jim Morrison. It's probably the movie of Oliver Stone I like the least is The Doors. I mean, Platoon's great. Mm -hmm. mm. I love Natural Born Killers, even though it was, I that was Platoon again. I I even though I know it was highly controversial for whatever reason, I thought it was like the most well-produced like art film ever done wait what was controversial uh natural born killers oh i don't, like I I mean, don't think I they got woody it. from cheers they did that, i mean you talk about like i'm gonna break away from a character yeah that pretty much pretty would, much would do it mm -hmm. i don't think I. well that kind of put him into another genre because it just showed his range sure well, there are quite a few people in that movie, actually, that kind of stepped out their comfort zone. Like Rodney Dangerfield had a very bizarre and very creepy role. Um, Robert Downey Jr. was kind of in a space exploring stuff. Um, yeah. Well, it was controversial if you don't mind. And just how violent the movie was. Oh. And it was just like kind of like this uh, critique on a lot of things and uh, – um, but the, the violence of it was what made it controversial. And then, you know, that people didn't, I don't know, people just don't like stuff. And so they're like, whatever you do, don't see it showing this Friday at seven 30, nine 30, 10 45, whatever you do, don't see it. Don't you or miss? don't you see it? That other Cineplex down the street, we're showing at six 45, eight 15, nine 45, because we're going to be there with big signs shown you where the movie's showing <laughs> like, okay all right thanks guys <laughs> thanks. You, you, know, you know what's funny i was, was watching the repeat of young sheldon and the mother was they were talking I've about the simpsons because that. that shows like say 1988 89 yeah sounds about right yeah and how the, how that you know she's like that's you know that's all right it won't be on the air much longer ah. oh, yeah. like 32 years yeah ah. That's funny. I'm sure there were a lot of people that felt that way. Don't you miss though when a controversy was about too much violence? Like that sounds like piddly now. If you think about today's controversies, sure, well, the landscape has changed, and now it's right. You know, now they got to stuff things down your throat. That it's everything's overkill. Mm -hmm. It's uh, absurd.
Harebrained. Yes, witless. <laughs> Foolhardy. A lot of tomfoolery going on out there. Tomfoolery is pretty good. I had a uh, geometry teacher, Mrs. Ellen, she used to say that. I love it. You just can't make it. Hoopla and tomfoolery were her two words. Hoopla. Hoopla. Hoopla is good. Knock out the hoopla. I'm like, was this like a yeah. hoedown? Wow. Knock out the hoopla, huh? I, I worked for a guy and he was always just like, if you wanted to stress how important for you to do something, uh, it would behoove you. Oh, I had, be I had a teacher that used that all the time. <laughs> I always loved that. He was like, it would behoove you. That's all yeah, I, had you. I had a sergeant in, in Korea. She would say that. But she would, she would <laughs> just destroy words when she tried to say them. That was like the one that she could say. <laughs> <laughs> she used to call me ba uh, uh, Bowers. I'm like, uh, no S. Sorry, yeah. man. No S. No S. This, like just my me. on my shirt every day. Just, yeah, just just me. She did not. It's not like my me. whole family. <laughs> she did not. It's like not me. plural. Yeah. One Bower. Yeah. Not multiple Bowers. Did you tell her it would be who her to learn how to say your name? No, she was a. Uh, I, I don't want to get all political racing and racist type of uh, she was just a very unhappy woman and didn't like certain people me and, me and my homie timmy, well you know timmy oh yeah timmy timmy's a good guy see i i kind of well yeah, i, I was understand that yeah well this i i the for, uh, forum for that what do you want? Right. We're not about that at Warren Beard. No, 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 no. But what I was going to say, there was a guy I, I worked with. No one can get his name right. And it was just Alice, but they would call him Ailers, Allers. They kept adding R's. Dude, some people mm. just can't to, read it. Just, and, just well, stupid. Sergeant Mays, you're stupid. No, 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 no. Like, look, and it's not even any demographic that you're thinking of. Right. Just no one, no one can get his name right. A chief master sergeant, a first lieutenant, a tech sergeant, another airman. And I was like, guys, uh, how can you not get his name right? No, no. All I said, all I said was, guys, how can you not get his name right? His name's so common. You might as well just call him fucking Smith. And then everyone called him Smitty for the next, you know, four years to include his parents. So that's and cool at the same time it, it was and it was confusing to other people that would meet him they're like they would look at his uniform and like smith and uh <laughs> you're like yeah because that's his name so common he's like another smith so that's a that's a true story that's a true story we're only about true stories yeah yeah you until we're stuff up well, you can't make that one up. Look, when you hear stories about the military, I, it, it nothing surprises me. Because it's made up of every walk of life from corner to corner of this country. Yeah. See, I was in the army with a guy. He wanted to do a mercy killing. He was, that's all he talked about, mercy killings. <laughs> yeah. so, well, why don't you just, you know, if you hit him in the forehead the first time, you won't have to worry about it, you know? You knew how to shoot. Yeah, one of those guys that grew up, you know, shooting a shotgun and he couldn't zero in an M16 and shoot it, you know, 150 yards. 
Yeah, let's just worry about getting that latrine there clean there, bud. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's not worry about the mercy killings. Yeah. yeah. Make let's... that thing shine. Yes. What's the uh, toughest car do you think that's out there? I was thinking about this. I, I got a car and a truck. Actually. Oh, good, good, good. I got a car and a truck. Big Ed, why don't you lead us in to this one? I, I'll say just from what I've owned that uh, I'll base my experience on. The 75 Chevrolet Impala with the two-barrel 400 cubic inch engine. A car was uh, saved my life and everybody that was in the door in the car. <laughs> it started every time. You could hit trees, guardrails, go down ski slopes. It didn't let you down. It protected you, even if you didn't wear seatbelts. We didn't wear seatbelts then. No, and we 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 cut out the the doors to put Jensen triaxles in the doors. It, it was a tough car, and it had the bionic tire. <laughs> what made it the bionic tire? <laughs> well, the Duke boy of Nessaclog was doing his stunts after a few beers and rock and roll. And we got the tire from Jimmy Truncali's, uh, from his house. He took it. His father put snow tires on, had snow tires on the car. <laughs> so the tires were up in the attic. So he, he took and snagged it. And, you know, we're a bunch of buffoons. I had no idea about tire sizes or treads or something. But that tire lasted all summer, and I tried to cook it down. But we, we wound up taking the spare <laughs> tire out of uh, Mr. Big Ed's Oldsmobile. Oh! Oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys, if I told you that story. Tell the story about Mr. Big Ed's Oldsmobile. Mr. Big Ed was in Florida. And Mr. Big Ed's mom was at, was at the house because uh, the rest of the uh, little Big Ed's were, were very young. Are you talking about Mrs. Mr. Big Ed? Yes. <laughs> Man, who, who fed you Mountain Dews at five and couldn't understand why you were so fucking hyper. That's awesome. He's crazy when he's here. Yeah, nah. Lifesavers and fucking Mountain Dew. It's a good combo. Good combo. Good combo. Great combo. I think that's what love is all about. It is. So, you know, we were out doing, uh, I was doing my little, uh, I was being the bandit and I was showing off. I was being the Duke boy and uh, blew out the tire doing donuts. Whoops. Hubcap rolled away into the woods and everything. <laughs> again. As I was doing donuts, it just disappeared. And uh, so we go back and we take the tire out of uh, Baby Die's car. And it doesn't match because Mopar doesn't go on to GM. So uh, yeah, you're, 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 you're. Yeah. Your lugs. Yeah, correct. Yes, Different lug yes, spacing. Exactly. But, you know, the Duke boy didn't have a lick of sense. He only knew one thing. You know, partying. That's it. So I went back and took the spare tire out of Mr. Big Ed's brand new Oldsmobile. And it was one of those little, that's when I started putting those little donuts. The, the, the compact spares? Yes. Donuts, multi, Mickey multi, Mouse. It, it could fit. Do you know what? I, we put it on the car. I dropped it off the jack, and then I punched it in reverse, and the car didn't move. It just smoked the tire. <laughs> then I put awesome. it in drive and punched it, and it just smoked the tire. 
and I left like this hundred foot. It looked like a black sharpie, you know. So the next day, you know, Jimmy Trincali gets the tire from the attic from his dad's, you know, Ford something, you know, Town Squire. We go to Sears and I give the guy 10 bucks to, to mount it because I need to get this car before my, you know, Mr. Big Ed comes home. So, you know, mission accomplished. And then I proceeded to, you know, just do, you know, big, big Ed smoke shows, you know. The Duke boy didn't stop because he had a, you know, different tire. The show must go on, <laughs> you know. And that tire, like, we, we just nicknamed it Kaz, and those guys called it the Bionic Tire because it had tread on it at the end of the summer. That would be a... So, 75 Chevy Impala, I would say, is uh, a tough car. Hmm. Yeah. Good choice. It wasn't and, and, I, I, I was I, done with it, but it, it, it sure did. It absorbed a lot of banging and, and crashing. It's always good to have a good old GM product. It's kind yeah, of like what that car is airborne on the railroad tracks and River Road. Well, the good news about those cars, those are full frame cars. So yeah. they would take a licking more so yeah. than like a unibody. It's more car. like a Timex. It was, you know, the last of the American steel. Hmm. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, for headlights. sure. Yeah, no, I was no. just going to say 75 no. was round 76. They went to the square headlights. We had a no, 76. That, no, 76 was round headlights. Are you sure? Because we had a, was it? 76. I had a 76 formula. It was round headlights. Well, yeah, but I think plastic, the Chevy. Impa- year, plastic bumpers last year round headlights. Yeah, but I I think the Impala went to square headlights. It was maybe not 76, but 77. Yeah. It's 77. Yeah, the Trans Am 77 had square headlights. Yeah. Or rectangular. Good old sealed beams. Easy to change. Yeah. Unlike cars today. I was just going to say. It take the whole fucking bumper off to replace oh, the headlight. The first CTS I had was like that. Was uh, like a nightmare. Big Ed, they yeah. haven't changed. Just <laughs> FYI, yeah. has not changed. They must. Ha- they must have a little jig or something to do that because they do it pretty quick at the dealer. Well, all we did. Well, from what I hear, the the trick is the uh, wheelhouse just, lining. Just oh, to go in through there. Yeah, going through there. Yeah, but do you see the fuse box sits behind it on the 07, so I don't know how they did it, you know? Well, Still, to get bumpers off, it's pretty cool. Having a lift, though, is a game changer. Yeah, Big game changer. Absolutely. absolutely. So that's that's a good choice. That's a good car. All right, yeah. 75. 75 Impala. I, and I think I gave you plenty of reasons why. <laughs> sure. Still you alive. did your homework. Perfect. Still alive. Can I put in my two cents real quick? Sure. Because I have to give a shout out to an 87 Chrysler LeBaron mm. that Big Ed made me think about because that car saved my life. So that's got to be strong. A K car der- derivative. See, there, there's Lee Iacocca just helping well, uh, more people. Chrysler's that. whole product line at one point was a K car de- derivative. Everything. Right. Uh, but not knocking it. I mean, hey, shit, it worked. It was a necessity, you know. The K car was the car that saved Chrysler Corporation. Uh, Uh, Chrysler went away from... See, she said, oh, like she just understood what you said, though. 
You know, like that. Yeah, but she has no <laughs> she, has, she, she still has no other understanding from even when she asked the question. So I just it, wanted to let you know what that O is. I already know. Yeah. I, I, I got it. So it was the K body yeah. by Chrysler, K car, front wheel drive, efficiently packaged. In fact, the K's had the same interior room as the um a bodies they replaced, which would have been the Valari. Yep. And the it was a Aspen. Aspen. Yep. So the K's had the same interior room as the A's. Yep. But a more efficient package, front wheel drive, four cylinder engines, much lighter than a. Yeah, but it was like zero to sixty in fourteen seconds. Yeah, but but Big Ed, you we mean got zero to sixty in five miles. <laughs> we get we just came out of it just came out of multiple mm-hmm. gas crisis people were looking for fuel efficiency no, no, nobody on it. this show wanted it we could give two dams about fuel efficiency but it was like the uh it was the dodge aries the plymouth 6000 or the dodge it. aries yeah the plymouth reliant oh the reliant was yeah and the chrysler was the there wasn't a Chrysler, Chrysler well, I guess or Baron later on. Yeah, yeah, but not, they, not initially, right? And then I think yeah, the E bodies that evolved from that, anyhow. But yes, the LeBaron. So it was Dodge Aries, Plymouth Reliant, and those were as common as anything. Oh yeah, but those good. Those all ca- came from the K cars. That was a K. Those were the original K cars. Okay. And what did Lee Iacocca say on his commercial? You can find a better car. Buy it. Yeah. Well, Lee Lee didn't pull no punches. Sure didn't. And then the the minivan, the Chrysler minivans are K derivatives. They were. So there was a time the only non K car in the Chrysler line was the Fifth Avenue. Huh. Yes. Which was an M body, which was based on the A body. But they're like that chassis. They they're like we paid for that chassis in 1976. So yeah, pretty it, much. It, yeah. If we make it, it just prints money. Well, and, and no matter what we sell, fleet sales. For. The fleet sales were good. Oh yeah. Well, shit. A lot of them diplomats were. Uh, all police. those are all M bodies. The diplomats. Police cars. Police cars. Yeah. Police cars. And then you sold a Chrysler Fifth Avenue for seventeen or eighteen thousand dollars, and it's really just that really dolled up diplomat so right. chrysler but, made but, a lot but of money you, but you put a little corinthian leather in that baby. oh sure they're just putting lipstick on that pig whoa whoa yeah. whoa, whoa. easy the, easy it's a nice car we're talking about fifth avenue it's fifth ave man <laughs> listen you're gonna approach a fifth ave with respect okay it's fifth ave what's wrong with you <laughs> so casey do you have your uh toughest car selected or? oh i do <laughs> i do it's a 2001 Plymouth Voyager. Uh-huh. There you go. It's a K derivative. Another K car. Did it. And I'll tell you why. Because I have a, I saw it firsthand. Because one, it's still on the road. It was driven w- w- by a lady that had, uh, probably by the experience of her own driving, she had what looked like whiskey face, but it was probably her screaming. Oh. Like, I mean, whiskey face. I learned this from Dennis Leary from uh, the old, uh, uh, comedy special no cure for cancer and uh it was like these old people that sip whiskey and they'd have this face like 
<laughs> oh my. And that was her I look as she crazy. screamed by my car, trying to make a uh, left turn into a neighborhood where she was clearly going way too fast. And uh, front wheel drive isn't going to handle the same when you're uh, giving it gas and braking at the same time. And you're going to kind of steer into uh, just a straight. You're yeah, just going to. She's tight. It's, it's going to, yeah, it's yeah. going to push. It's. Yeah. Oh, it pushed into the woods awesome. and uh, took down some little saplings and all sorts of stuff. You saw this? Oh, apparently. I saw this. Oh, and that apparently I did. I can report on it. And that van just shrugged it off, Things that are backed right. up, spit up a, a, a foot of mud, and front-wheel drive. People are like, I need all-wheel drive to get around. I'm like, well, you've never driven a Plymouth Voyager. That front-wheel drive will dig itself into uh, 10-foot saplings and what have you, uh, dig a trench, and then back the fuck out of it, and then drive off with a cloud of smoke behind it. That is the toughest vehicle I've ever seen. And I've been deployed to a war zone. You know, so. It's saying something. Yeah. So US Otherwise, a school bus would be the next choice. But yeah, the 2001 Plymouth Voyager is the toughest vehicle on the road, pound for pound. That's the Floyd Mayweather <laughs> of vehicles out there. It's a true story. Dude, you should have seen her face as she came screaming by me. <laughs> she looked like Toots the driving cat. Oh, right, right before uh, Toots goes went, off, went the, off the cliff. Yes. Toots look out. Yeah. Did you know this person? No, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't know. This is just know another motorist. Like a fun day. No, I just just trying to go to Publix, trying to <laughs> just try to pick up a couple. Odds and ends at Publix. That's all I was trying to do. I mean, this person came screaming. I don't know what they were thinking driving that fast. Going on Sunray and coming into this neighborhood. It was insane. It was more insane for the plants that got just demolished. I feel bad for the saplings. They never got to grow to be big trees. It was a hate. Their life was cut short. It was a hate crime against Mother Nature for sure. I hate hate crimes against Mother Nature. I mean, she raped the shit out of Mother Nature, right in the ass. Yeah, right. She she put some D's in the A's. Oof. Whoa. Oof. I figured that one out. Yeah, it was it was pretty rough, but that's. That's my vote. Oh, toughest vehicle. That's a good one. It's I, it's pretty solid. Look, it didn't have bionic tire, but <laughs> but the lady driving it was just classic magic tire. Magic tire. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> a children's book. <laughs> that would be, be a great children's book. Magic tire. <laughs> You just kept doing donuts. That would be a just... great animated story, like getting the tire out of the attic. <laughs> <laughs> that would Callie look at yeah. the tires to put back on a car. <laughs> that would actually popping him in a lip again, splitting his top lip like he used to do. <laughs> Jimmy come to school with a split lip once in a while. He mouthed off to his father in the morning. He tried to be out there like, Dad, I tried to scrap some money for my daddy. 
caught me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Split lip. Oh, man. Nothing like a split lip. I would be calling him Split Lip Trincali. Split Lip would be a good band name. Jimmy was a tough, tough cat. I didn't. Was, I, I knew my limits. <laughs> I, I could, I could dig on him, but uh, I knew my limits. Because <laughs> you would get the split lip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it gets contagious. Well, I got my cars. I, I, I actually did a car and a truck. Oh, oh, okay, yes. I took mine a little too seriously as right. compared to the last two. No, all right, <laughs> that's all right. Because <laughs> I guess I'm the, uh, I'm, I guess I'm the car. Guy. No, no, okay. you 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 bring a meal to this. Okay, you, you so bring a meal. the two I have selected are relics from World War II. Oh, okay. So we're going to start with the car. Okay. This car was produced from 1938 until 2003. Wow. Is the venerable Volkswagen Beetle? Oh yeah, sure. So th- this is a car. The people's car. The das people's car. Yep. Volkswagen. Yep. Nice. Very nice. So it, very simple car. A car, if you took a 19, not quite a 38, but let's say a 1940, 39 or 40 bug, and compare it to a 2003 bug, there's going to be an evolution, but the bones are about the same. Yeah. Flat four, air-cooled. They did end up with automatics towards the end. Yep. But, you know, manual transmission, very, very basic, very, very little evolution. And these things are still roaming around today. They do they do require a lot of maintenance as far as adjusting valves and whatnot. Right. As compared to more modern cars. But the Volkswagen Beetle, man. That shit, they're still roaming around in Mexico. That's where the, that's the last country they were produced in. Yep. Hmm. And they were taxi cabs down there and shit. Really? Yes, that was that that was a very common ta- taxi cab until the law changed where in Mexico it, I I think it's maybe Mexico City. I don't know if it's a particular state or if it was a nationwide uh rule that changed, but it changed where a any taxi had to be a four-door car. Yeah. Prior to that, it, most of them were Volkswagen Beetles. Oh, uh, how annoying. Could you imagine that? Guy hey, pulling... Remember just the sound of the flat fours. Yeah. My two-door Chrysler saved my life. No, no, no. But uh, Volkswagen Beetle. Like, no, no, like no. getting a taxi and it's a two-door car right. and it's a Beetle and you no. got to get in the back of that fucking thing. No, no AC. No. Because you know you're not running the heat down there in New Mexico. No. It's going to be a little warm. It's smelly. I just... Smelly in Mexico, according to Sweet Melissa. No, I, it's not what I... According to racist Melissa. No! Sweet Melissa was just calling Mexico smelly. Yeah. You're, so you're oh, the Beatles smelly. Oh, hey, Volkswagen fans. That sounds no. absurd. If you oh, have... You can reach us at uh, the oh, show yeah. at Warm Beer in the Cheap Seats or Twitter... Beer seats, if you want to. Yeah, tell us how racist Sweet Melissa. Against Volkswagen. Yeah. So um, the simplicity of this car and the. and and sensible. Something has to be said about that. So my truck that I selected, Mm. Dodge Power Wagon. Oh, the Power Wagon. Which is based on the WC weapons carrier. 
yep. from World War II. Yep. Same design from 1941 to 1980. Yep. They 1971 was the last year they were available for domestic purchase because uh, emissions laws changed then for pickup trucks because as a, a truck. Yep. So emissions laws were different for the truck. You had safety standards and uh, crash worthiness standards that were changing in the U.S., but the power wagon was still available for export sale through 1980. And I think uh, I was looking at an article on the old Wikipedia uh, that they were available 2005 to the president. I guess they started production again. They did. They really? did. So, yeah. but like a limited version, but never yeah. Heard of this thing. Oh yeah. The power, oh, power wagon, man. Yep. Oh, WC yeah. power wagon. So far service used them. This was the think about it, sweet Melissa. It would be the equivalent to the Hummer, the Humvees, when they made their transition from military to civilian use. That, that's that's into the private sector. That's what the power wagon. It was a legendary truck during the war, Second World War, served in on all fronts. Yep. Hmm. And again, simplicity. Flathead straight six Chrysler, manual transmission. Just the basics. Uh, during oil explora- exploration in the Middle East, in the 50s and 60s into the 70s, power wagons were kind of the, that was the go-to vehicle to to ride around in the desert because they're pretty much indestructible. These so there's another Chrysler. Products. So there's another Chrysler product to make the, uh, well, three Chrysler products made, the, made the toughest list. That's pretty awesome. Good engineering. They were an engineering company, old Chrysler was. So, um, that These uh, trucks were fire trucks, weren't they, too? Yeah, they were fire trucks. They, they, you know, brush trucks that they used, um, to fight fires in, uh, you know, wilderness type areas. These are just, just badass, indestructible trucks. They're trucks designed for the U.S. military. Hmm. Oh, production, I'm wrong. 1945, not 41, is 45 through 1980. So, see, Mike brought something a little bit more serious. I did. I feel kind of bad. I feel like a dope. No, no, no. I feel like a. You you added credibility. (laughs) Did I? Wow. To, uh, you know, it takes a sting out of finding out Sweet Melissa's racist. Against Volkswagens. (laughs) Okay, Volkswagen fans. Not true. Email us and and direct it right to Sweet Melissa. (laughs) I should probably put a poll on. Because Casey. And I are okay with Volkswagens, as is Big Ed. <laughs> Sweet Melissa? No. Not so much. Yeah, not so much. Is it because they're German and then made in Mexico? Do you hate Germans and Mexicans? I am partially German, so I'm going to say no. Mexican. Oh, so you just like, you don't like no, Mexicans? I just realized. Mermans. Mermans? Oh. That's like Mexican a Mexican German. German. Yeah, yeah. Merman. The Mermans. Fucking Mermans. Or a, a, a Jexican? Oh. <laughs> They're the worst. That's not so funny. <laughs> so, there we go. Toughest cars. Toughest cars. There you have it. Well, yeah. That's kind of interesting. That was a fun <laughs> segment. It was. <laughs> so, we had 75 Impala. Yep. An 01 Plymouth Voyager. 01 Plymouth Voyager. Sweet Melissa's. 87 Chrysler LeBaron. 87 LeBaron. And then you had a Power Wagon. And, and Volkswagen Beetle. Volkswagen Beetle. 
How about the little beetle? Beetles oh, are cool, man. Did you forget man. that one? You know, just uh, the little card that could. Yeah, Herbie. Mm-hmm. The love bug. <laughs> he, he got drunk on um, Irish coffees. Oh, he did. <laughs> he got drunk on Irish coffees. He did. For real? He yeah. did. Yeah, that was was that uh, that was in Herbie goes bananas. Was that in the original Herbie's? Yeah, um, Buddy Hackett was Buddy in Hackett. It? Yeah, yeah, that's in the original Herbie. Sure, Herbie is. the Love Bug. Classic. It is a classic, man. Well, uh, with that said, we're going into our own classic. <laughs> Big Ed's Rock Rock and Roll roll Retrospective. retrospective. Take it away, Big Ed. Uh, Big Ed. Uh, Big Ed, this is you. Big Ed. Uh, Major Tom. Major Tom. To ground control. Uh, You got to unclick. I'm talking to Uh, Mel. You guys, what kind of intro is that? You know? (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. We'll do it again. Okay, one more time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, Big Ed's Rock and Roll, roll retrospective. retrospective. Take wow, away, Big what Ed. a great welcome. Thanks, guys. So continue with our new wave. We're going to go with the Talking Heads. The album's called 77. Talking Heads 77. This is the debut album studio by the American rock band Talking Heads. It was recorded in April of 1977 at New York's uh, Sun Dragon Studios and released September 16th of that year. It was released on Sire Records. The group formed in 75 as a trio and had several offers to record an album, but the group turned down the offers. They just didn't feel confident enough to be in the studio. Lou Reed saw them perform several times at the legendary CBGBs and took them under his wing and groomed them of sorts, you could say. The group added a guitarist uh, slash keyboardist, Jerry Harrison, when they signed with Sire Records. And they went and recorded the album, 77. They recorded, they were in the studio from late 1976 to April 1977 uh, in New York City. The album was released on September 16, 1977, uh, critically acclaimed right off the bat by the Village Voice and All Music, with the even Rolling Stone giving them three and a half stars out of five. And the Rolling Stones said they were not punk, but Ivy League hope of pop music. I, I don't really know what that means. I can't recall in the last I heard such a vital, imaginatively tuneful album. And I have to say, uh, I agree with Rolling Stone with that one. The album reached number 97 on the Billboard 200 charts and number 60 in the UK. Spawned three singles with only Psycho Killer charting reaching number 92 in the US Billboard 200 charts. For Talking Heads, we have David Byrne on guitar lead vocals. Chris Franz on drums and steel pan. Jerry Harrison, guitar, keyboards, backing vocals, and Tina Wayworth, uh, Weymouth, excuse me, uh, bass guitar. Tony Bon Jovi's the producer. Yes, he's the uncle of John Bon Jovi. You get 10 tracks, 38 minutes, 36 seconds. The album starts out with Uh Oh, Love Comes to Town, a bouncy pop alternative sound with a uh, hoppy bass line. And Burns struggling to keep in key, and shortly this is how he sings. And early on, you can hear him still learning his craft. The rhythm guitar is catchy as well. The next track, you have New Feeling. 
Uh, this is starting to give the idea of the sound. The bass line is definitely going to be the sound that will keep you, uh, keep the identity of this band. Talking head song, definitely a talking head song. Again, Tina Weymouth has a distinct tune and sound on bass. Tentative Decision, another distinctive sound that would become an identifier. Burns vocals and Harrison's guitar as well as Tina Weymouth's uh, sound. The keyboards are very subtle and starts growing on you. I can see why this is Rolling Stone's uh, top 500 most influential albums. Happy Day. I think this might be the closest thing to a ballad or just a slow-tempered song about being able to speak under pressure, uh, look people, and just, just want to be happy. Love only lasts forever if you let it. So they say. The next song is Who Is It? Byrne shows his quirky vocals, which makes him a good vocalist with the repetitive who is, excuse me, it's who is the rhythm guitar and bass also keeps the song alive. No Compassion, a very cool guitar played through a synthesizer and Byrne's voice is getting very recognizable at this point. The tempo keeps changing and the first of its kind on this album. And I could see the allure of this new wave music. Tina Weymouth is a staple and cannot imagine the sound without her. The book I read is the next track, and this is a love song. I would say this is the uh, the Any Town USA of love songs. Listen to this, and you'll see that Burns' vocals delivery and the band's slightly menacing sound turning into a parody of romance delivery. Don't worry about the government. Another another uh, mild uh, mid-tempo track that I feel like the. The key Burns is singing and does not flatter his vocal strength. The lyric themselves seem to be about a struggle with contradictions, whether it be about politicians, our national parks, or anything of sorts. Well, just have a listen. You'll see. The next song we have, first week, last week. Dot, 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 carefree lyrics. No hesitation on this track. Starts out at full speed, and Burns does this quirky chorus. The xylophones are a nice touch. You can hear saxophones also in this. Probably the most unique track on this debut album. I have no idea what the song's about, but you can listen and let me know. Psycho Killer. I would say this is probably the most recognizable song in this album, and it can still be heard today. This uh, You can hear this probably on First Gen New Wave, on Satellite, any classic rock station. A catchy bass riff and Byrne delivers on vocals. Byrne wanted to make a rude Alice Cooper type song, the original concept was based on Norman Bates' character from the movie Psycho. The follow-up song is Pulling Up, a catchy guitar riff with this fast-tempoed song and a good closing track, consistent to what has been played on this debut. I can't help but giving credit to T Tina Weymouth. She's an excellent musician and keeps the ship afloat and a great foundation for the rest of the band to build on. I had a good time and learned a lot about this band. The Talking Heads were one of the four top acts that made it out of CBGBs in the 70s, and Dylan had a good ear for talent. I give this album 2.75 Montecitos. The album has been praised as number 290 in Rolling Stones Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums of All Time. After listening to this, you can see why this is the genre-defining album. The Duke Boy of Nesquag was aware of the Talking Heads, although he never owned any Talking Heads albums. He would crank it up after all. The Duke boy needed good tunes and had to be under the influence in order to perform his stunts. Am I right or am I right? I'm Big Ed. Listen and enjoy. All right. You still got some stunts.
All right, so the CBGB, do you remember, do you, do you know what it stood for? Uh, you know, I, I do, but I, I'm not going to be able to pull it up right now. It's going to come to me at a... C country, bluegrass, and blues. That's what the CBGB stood for. Hmm. Yeah, and nothing that made it came out sounded like that. Yeah, there was nothing country, bluegrass, or blues that played there. It was all no, like punk and new wave, and you know, it was more like fringe rock. Yeah, I so, think the other the bands that what they were talking about that they called them the top four. Yeah, was the Talking Heads, Blondie, the Ramones, and I. Give me a second, I'll, I'll pull it up. But head. didn't the B fifty twos when they first came up the East Coast? That was like a big place they would play up in New York. I mean, no, they they weren't a New York band, but I mean, no. I feel like a lot of bands had to play there at some point in the East Coast. Oh no, that that was the place. That was the place to play. You know, it was kind oh, of like, uh, probably Patty Smith. You're thinking. Uh, you know what? I I can't remember. I, I I saw it somewhere. Maybe it was on one of the Wikipedia feeds when I was doing my research. Yeah. They were saying the top four, and I and I know right off the bat it was Ramones and and uh, Blondie, Blondie and Talking Heads. They're like yeah. kind of the pioneers of that new wave move, alternative. You call it. They they didn't really want to be punk, you know. But you ever you ever see a show there? No, I, I've never. I've actually never been. I've been to the place, like went like walked by it, but never. Uh, I, I envision it as being, I mean, it's kind of legendary. Disappointing. It's just nasty I, inside. Yeah, I, I was gonna say, I, I imagine it was probably a dump. Hmm. Yeah, that's how I always envisioned it. Like a dive bar. Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's like a Will's pub, like a nastier Will's pub in Orlando. Really, it would be classified as a shithole. Yeah. <laughs> Not to be confused with the shithead. Right. Yeah. Shithead. That's definitely a, a Florida thing. Yeah. <laughs> Although you can have shitholes in Florida. Don't, don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. I could name a few. In Montana, a shithole is a completely different thing, though. <laughs> there used to be a shithole we go to. We used to be on Fletcher. It was called the Groggery. And it had mud floors. Like, it was dirt. They didn't have a floor. That sounds very groggery. Yeah. Familiar to me. It, no, no, no. Like I don't know if you guys had a chance to drink in there. It was no. It was kind of when they. That that was like when Fletch was even, shit, you know, like a, a rough place. Sure. Worse than than it is now. I won't say where it is, but Muldoon's is a place where dreams go to die. Yeah. Why would you not say where it's at? Sweet Melissa. I don't want to, you know. Why? Maybe you're going to give them a plug. Yeah. We're, we're about help, helping the uh, mom and pop. Where dreams go to die. I mean, yeah, I it's, I it's, it. I'll tell you, it's, a, it's in Winter Park, Florida. What was so bad well, about outside? Maldives? It's a, not a part that Winter Park wants to claim as Winter <laughs> Park, though. I could promise you. I the Park it. Avenue of Winter Park's like, they ain't fucking Winter Park. I loved it when I went it's there. It's like Pitori. It's time. not part of Winter Park. No, yeah. Correct. They're like you in one army. They're like you don't have an army. Yeah. Um, like no comeback when I say that. 
Talking Heads, someone turned me on to them years and years ago. This guy, Ken, uh, a, a mutual friend of my other, Casey, uh, that, that we all know. Um, and it was the Talking Heads. They put out like a, a movie. Yes. And it's, I, I wouldn't say it's a concert movie, but it's like, but it's a concept album and a movie and John Goodman's in it. Oh. And uh, I was like, oh, okay, this is a, a very bizarre, odd band. It was something that I wasn't very familiar with. And then I kind of got into talking heads that way. And, uh, but on this album, I love the song Psycho Killer. It's like, my favorite talk they have they have about a half dozen tracks that made that had plenty of air rotation and sure they're second to you know you could put them up against anything at the time even now that's that you know that's actually something that's held the test of time is is uh talking heads you know there's if you listen to this track some of the songs are dated but psycho killer no it's it's a it's a it's a Good little song. Hey, hey, like they sneak uh, some uh, French lyrics in it. You know, they get they get a little international with it. Cacosse. Oh, uh, the, is this the one you're talking about? The film uh, "Stop Making Sense." Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Stop making sense. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a bizarre little fun film though. Yeah, you 1984. Know? Uh, making sense with Burn, backed only by a boombox and his acoustic guitar, announcing, "Hi, I, I've got a tape. I want to play." Yeah, well, and you know what? Um, the the bassist though, um, Dude, she's badass. She's badass. Uh, she's got zero relationship with David Byrne. I don't know what happened at the end. They do not like each other though, and he just like almost treats like some members of the band just don't exist at all. I I don't know if it's just. You, you can't get him to talk about what happened. He won't talk about talking heads whatsoever. Well, David Byrne, Chris Franz, and Tina Weymouth, they are the three original members. They were a three-piece band. Right. And they're like, they needed another musician. And that's where Jerry Harrison came in, and he came from another band that he just got burned out on. Uh, he came from... Hang on a second. I got little notes here. Da, 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 da. Great Neck, Long Island. Read. Oh, he's from uh, Modern Lovers. Uh huh. Yeah. But he wasn't sure. Wait, they're from was, Long he, Island. He kind of, this guy wanted to get out. Yeah, they're well. They're from all around there. And the first time he saw them, he wasn't impressed with them at all. He said, but if you get a record deal, he goes, I'll, I'll play. So they got the record deal and then they called him. And that's when like Lou Reed was like kind of grooming him. Lou Reed actually is the one that told him to quit messing around and, you know, sign what, you know, while you're still want, there were several companies or record labels that wanted them. And they were like, they didn't feel confident enough to go into the studio. Really? Yeah. When they were when they were a three piece band and they said like, we need another guitarist, you know, so this guy Jerry uh, Harris he he plays keyboards and guitar, so he does a double duty. Yeah, huh. yeah, it's pretty good history. I did you know I, 
when you start doing stuff like that, especially me, I just start like peeling the onion and then it's like a, you get, get down this rabbit hole. And you're like, oh, wait, I guess. Oops, get back on <laughs> the best way. But this is a good one. I actually, uh, I, I, the first time I heard it, I'm like, oh, God, I got to do this all week. And then by, by you know, Wednesday, I'm like, God, oh, this is fucking cool. Well, it's a little out of the wheelhouse, a little bit. A little bit for me, but still, you know, it, it works. I don't, I don't, I don't think it, it popped me like Queens of the Stone Age or something like that. But, I mean, this is something that's been right under my nose for 40-plus years. And, you know, just like that Genesis, I was, you know. I, I listened to that uh, Tuesday. Tuesday or Wednesday, I listened to... Uh, Lamb lies down on Broadway and then back into Trick of the Tail. I was making Sweet Melissa listen to Queen's News of the I World was the other just night. Thinking of that. It's one of my favorite rock albums and uh definitely my favorite Queen album. Mm-hmm. News of the World has another one by Sadust, Dragon Attack. No. Uh it no no no. It's got um uh We Will Rock You. Uh, we are the champions. Sheer heart attack. Um, all dead, all dead. Uh, sleeping on the sidewalk. Uh, fight from the inside. I don't know. It's it's just uh, and it's got a little of every. It's got two tracks that Freddie Mercury doesn't even sing. Yeah, well, those guys can sing all of them in Queen. Oh know? yeah, they 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 harmonize. Yeah. They no, it's all, a it's it's a sing. it's a solid solid album, and I just. Uh, I feel like it always gets overlooked in different like rock album lists that people put out. I'm like, man, they, I, I, I get the importance, uh, importance of uh, a night at the opera because of Bohemian Rhapsody and what it defines the album. But well, uh, you know, for for the band, but I'm like, I'm like, there are other albums that you did were. Uh, well, really. A night at the opera there was other stuff on there that made it great but you know wayne's world kind of changed the whole facade of what that album was about because you know sure the movie kind of re re yeah repurposed and repackaged that band yeah that's true and and at an important time which which is okay it brought a new audience to queen you know there was a younger audience that really wasn't listening to queen to it It, 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 that's what uh, movies and soundtracks will do to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there was a Beach Boys song that from uh, Almost Famous. No, no, the, not Almost Famous from uh, Dazed and Confused that kind of put it back on the charts after 35 years. But it was like the first song that Carl Wilson wrote for the Beach Boys. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. So next week, what am I doing? You wanted me to do Zendata Madonna? Zendata Mandata. Yep. Uh the police. Yes. This is a this is a great police album. It's you're you're you'll a bad, I don't think there's a bad police album. It, there there isn't. All right. I'll I'll stand I'll stand back on that one. Uh <laughs> but you know, Synchronicity was a very commercial album. It was a juggernaut. It it was a juggernaut, it, but I think it's overplayed, and I think it yeah. overshadows now 
how good the other earlier albums are. And I, I, I listen up police and I'm like, Sting was in this fucking band. There's, there, there's very little of his stuff that he plays solo that I, I just really kind of connect to. He became a much different artist, and I, I, look, he he grew and he changed, and that's all you know right. What? That's part of Kathy life. Kathy and I were talking about that today. We were talking about Genesis and Phil Collins, because Phil Collins' solo stuff is like so contemporary that if he didn't know anything about Genesis. Because I was telling him, like, you know, I told Cappy, I'm like, you got to listen to these these Genesis albums before he was the singer. Because I said, this guy can play drums and he hits hard. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. there's a reason why he backed up Led Zeppelin at Live Aid. I Dude. mean, not only because he was friends with Robert Plant, but I mean, because he could play drums. You're not just going to put anybody behind that kit, you know? I didn't know. Yeah. 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 No kidding. We should watch that later. The the Genesis. We watched some Live Aid the other day. Oh yeah. But I would like to watch Genesis because I didn't. No, it, well, he's talking about the the Led Zeppelin performance. Oh. It was like before. Uh, now, if you go on YouTube, there's some good Genesis performances. With he him. he performed. He performed in both locations. Oh, you did tell me that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he went. Dude, Phil yeah. Phil Collins was the biggest star of Live Aid. There was no question. No one he was, questions he was that. The probably number one musician that year. I mean, he was up there. He was like. Oh, was he know, with Genesis? He was or breathing Michael? air with Michael Jackson and. Yeah. You know, uh, Madonna and. Yeah, I, he was technically solo at that point, um, but I think he performed with Genesis at the okay. show, and then, um, but he performed with Led Zeppelin, you know, behind the drum kit. Oh, yeah, I would like to watch that. I mean, he was, and you covered this into a you know rock and roll retrospective that he kind of pushed Robert Plant to do go solo and move oh, on yeah. with his career, and he yes. played drums on that solo album, you know, uh, news at 11. Is that what that was? Pictures, pictures at 11. 11. Oh, that's yeah. A, I haven't done that album. Have I, uh, I have to go back. I, I don't I, think so. I'd like to do that one. That was, uh, I, I played the shit out of that. Jeff Clahan and I listened to that all the time. It's and listen, it's a, it's a great album. I love it. I think it's, if you, if you're a fan of rock and roll, it has to be in your catalog. Has yeah. to be. It's yeah. it's such a great album, start to finish. Yeah, for sure. So, all right, next week do the police, right? And then, hey, then you know what? If you do a little uh, Robert Plant, and then we'll just move on from there. Yeah, do pictures at eleven, and then maybe because pictures eleven stern right in the middle of that whole new wave movement. You know. Yeah, that was like eighty one. Right. So, I mean, it, it could be something that you look at. You're like, hey, Robert Plant was going through his own thing of changing of, he, he was, you he know, exploring himself. Right off the bat. And there was no yeah. way that was going to happen. Not, not that early. He was still Bobby Plant. Bobby so from Plant. there, we're going <laughs> to go into hair metal. Yeah. All right, I'd like to pick. I don't want to like go really obscure, but I don't want to do like poison and cinder. I mean, I want to sit there maybe like Saxon and. Can we do rat? I really yes, like rat. Do yeah, you I love rat. Mike, hey, can pick a rat album. Hey, Perfect. Hey, Thank hey, you. Hey, remember that band Salty Dog? Yes. 
<laughs> yeah. They are so hot. You baby. can't. She's my hot dog bun. Yeah, dude. I can't find shit on them. I think that's another band that like lost licensing. You can't find them anywhere. Jeff, I remember that. He's the one that, that turned me on to Salty Dog. They they Jeff were like to find some real good uh, some gems. We sit there and spend hours in. Uh, We'd get high and just go to Sound Exchange and just spend like yeah. all day in there and like get like one CD. Or we'd walk out with like six, you know. Just, <laughs> it, it'd be... I'd leave her ass behind. <laughs> I don't She's know. I my just... baby. She's my hot dog bun. Yeah. I have never heard of any of this. I like it. There's a hot dog bun. Where there's a where there's a bun, there's that, a hot dog. That was a staple on ninety-five YNF was salty dog. And I have not heard it since. Okay, I just Googled this band. Funniest thing ever. I'm just doing a little advertising for this. What band? Play. Well, it's a place. It's a, I guess they've played at a place called Black Eyed Sally's. All right, but what are we talking about? That, that band, Salty Dog. They well, hold on. There. That that doesn't even look like okay. The then same. there's another one. All right, that's what I think. And another one. Oh my but god! But black eyed Casey, Sally's. Can you hear this? Yeah. What is this? Oh yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just wait till the first few words and then I'll cut it off. Dark. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's such a. <laughs> She's right, a little hot dog like, he bun. Really sat, he sat down and was like, I got to think of something really fucking prolific. She's my. She's my baby. Yeah, she might. He writes that down. He's like, this is fucking gold. It's gold, Jerry. <laughs> you know? Uh, she's my hamburger. Pizza guys, hot hot dog bun, yes, gold Jerry, it's gold. <laughs> Jeez, but it's actually a catchy little riff, you know. Did you hey, did you guys ever watch Bouncy C? Uh, no, you know what? We we kept pulling it up, and then we never got to watching it. We kept getting. Uh, we'll we'll watch it tonight. Yes. Um. But we have to talk about. Oh, someone's got a Hartford Whalers jersey back there. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Okay, that, that guy in that bar was from Hartford. Um, what's the song we watched the video for a few times this past week? Under the bridge in New York. Huh. Shit. The eighties song. Well. It, must have been an eighties song, nineties, where everyone in New York joins them under the bridge. Oh, 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 I know it's what you're talking about. Song. Solid as a rock. Yeah. We, eh, 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 eh. As a rock. Yeah. Solid as a rock. It's an interesting video to watch because, uh, you know, all of a sudden you have, like, I don't know, the Bloods, the Crips, and you're like, oh, this is dangerous. And then they just join the harmony. Oh. It's you so know, good. Just just a man and a woman under uh, a bridge in, in uh, Central Park, because you know how safe that's going to be. <laughs> Very safe. 
because they're ha 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 hot. How he pronounces it? Hot dog bun. Yeah. I forget the name of that group. It's It's just a man and a woman. It's the only song they did, really, that I can remember. Oh, it was two people. Yeah. Yeah. Two first names. Yeah. And they have two last names, too. So we're going to do Salty Dog. I I just downloaded it. No way. I just downloaded it. Yes. Yes. I'm excited. Oh, it's called Every Dog Has Its Day. Oh, their album? You found it? Oh, is that the album? I thought it was the song. I found something. Uh, Every Dog Has Its Day, Salty Dog, 1990. Yeah, I did. Oh, uh, Ashford and Simpson, that's who it is. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Who knows which is which? You don't know which one. Solid as my cock. Oh, man. Earmuffs. That's great. That was great. How how did no one ever do that till now? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, that song's from like 1982. I think think Salty Dog was going to do the follow-up after she's my hot dog, but hey, I got one. Solid as my cock. I better write that one down for somebody steals it. They have a song about a cat in Nine Lives. Felix? No, it's called Cats Got Nine. Salty Dog. Oh, yeah. Cats Got Nine. Oh, yeah. Cats Got Nine. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see. Oh, it's not about a cat. (laughs) Can you hear it? Whoa, whoa, easy. Whoa. Yikes. Just you just blew out everyone's yeah. eardrums. Yes. Yeah. Ah. Your microphone's working very well. All right, you can kill that right there. Yeah, but I, I know remember that. You know it's night. And you went bye-bye. Yeah. And there we have it. You know there we have it. Nothing. Well, there. Well, what do you think? I think it's time to go. Wait, All right. Gone or he muted himself? I don't know. He could have just blown out his mic. Well, that's another show, gang. There we go. This is the outro music. It's time thanks, to go. Thanks for joining us, everyone. It's Big Mike, Casey, Sweet Melissa, Big Ed, Warm Beer in the Cheap Seats. Catch you next Friday. Keep the shiny side up, the greasy side down. <laughs>